Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. When Kate and I started our summer camp adventures 22 summers ago, really probably the most important full-time summer camp professional I met was Paul Morrill. Paul had been the maintenance director at Camp Waikasuda, a fabulous girls' camp in New Hampshire, for longer than I had been alive at that point. He had the biggest, most powerful hands I had ever seen and a very intimidating presence, especially for someone who, like me, had not had much success building or fixing things or even managing anybody who had. But after sitting and listening with him speak while sharing a 7 a.m. coffee, you know, at least for about a week, and by the way, I can't stand coffee, his frosty reception of the new guy started to thaw. And over the next five years, Paul became a mentor and a very good friend. The man could fix anything, and he truly loved Camp Waikasuda. Since that first experience of working with Paul, I've worked with a handful of maintenance directors, all of whom did their all to build something special for the kids and the staff. What it takes to do what they do is stunning. The depth of knowledge, whether it's building or understanding safety regulations or fixing plumbing or managing sewer plants, running pools, handing electrical needs. It's really, it's astounding and it's vitally important for camp. Today, I'm joined around the campfire with John Widener. John joined Camp Wakwaik in 2018 and like Paul before him, has become an indispensable part of the team and a very close friend. Because so few know what it takes to get camp ready, I thought it would be interesting to have this conversation with John, especially as we're so close to the summer. I hope you'll enjoy this behind-the-curtain view of summer camp provided by my good friend and Camp Waquaic's Director of Maintenance, John Widener. John, welcome around the, uh, the campfire. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at it. We've been working together since 2018. And, and for those that don't know what you do, out in the, the world, what, what do you, how would you explain what you do? Uh, pretty much a general contractor. If it's electric, plumbing, framing, whatever. If it's broke, I can fix it usually. We're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't found too much that you haven't been able to fix. Um, sorry, and how did you get to this point? Because you know more about fixing things and driving things and doing things than any person I've ever been around. Well, Except for maybe one. My, my grandfather, Widener, owned a bunch of concrete plants, sand and gravel pits, and a large construction company. Since I was about 12, it was, I went to work every day. <laughs> and that's, yep. and uh, pretty much it was uh, anytime I said I didn't know how to do anything, he said, that guy over there does, and he's no smarter than you. Go learn what he knows. So we've talked a lot about your grandfather and how much of an influence he was on you. Why was he the way he was, you think? Uh, He started out with a pickup truck and a wheelbarrow and was self-made. Really? Yep. Yep. uh, Which was, you know, he never really gave anything. Mm -hmm. He would hook you up with contacts. Mm -hmm. Show you a path to go down, but that was it. There was no money given, no, you know, no favors. If you went and got a load of stone, you paid for the load of stone. And he, uh, he taught you how to be responsible and how to be self-sufficient. Man. You know, that's, uh, you just, that's how it got to the point where I can't afford to pay somebody to fix this piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. So I got to figure it out myself. 
Got it. Being on well, it. and speaking about equipment, you told me that you graduated high school and immediately bought an excavator. Yeah, yeah, a little four-in-one track loader, yeah. All right, so explain to people what, what is a four-in-one Well, it's like kind of like our camp tractor, just bigger on tracks. Okay, got That's, it. That was the first thing I bought. And what did you do with that? Uh, started out, I used to jack up houses, take out stone foundations, and put cinder blocks out foundations underneath. Okay. Put the, set the house back down. That's yeah. what I got started in. So at 18 years old, you're moving houses around. Yeah. Literally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just jack, <laughs> just take them straight up and then set them back down. <laughs> that That's is a, incredible. All right. And so then kind of what was next after that? Well, and then just... Got into framing houses because mm-hmm. uh, started doing foundations mm-hmm. for a few guys, local builders. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as the big 80s boom and early 90s booms came, there mm-hmm. weren't enough framers. So then I got into framing. And mm-hmm. then, of course, then it just kind of everything just, so well, if you can do that, can you do this? If you can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and did you continue on with that pattern that your grandfather set up? With, if you didn't know something, you go find somebody yep. who did? Yep. Yep. Like learning the pain, I learned from a very good friend of mine, Wayne Leslie. I showed up at his house one day and said, I'm going to work for you for a month. Really? Yep. And he said, I can't afford you. I said, you don't have to pay me. I said, I'm just going to go to work with you for a month so I can figure out how to do this and do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> okay. That, that's a, I mean, well, you know, frankly, that's, I mean, that's an old time apprenticeship. That's all it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, and there was other guys that I just would pick their brain and just look at what they're doing and how they were doing it. Uh-huh. And uh, you learn quick if you, probably the biggest thing my grandfather taught me was how to listen. All right. How, how do you listen? How do you, you teach know, him? You know, when, uh, just, when somebody's talking, mm-hmm. you know, listen to what they're saying. Don't just hear words, mm-hmm. but you have to listen. And I, especially around camp, you realize how many people don't. They hear, <laughs> they hear you, but they're going to go do what they want to do anyway, rather than listening mm-hmm. what you're trying to explain to yeah. people. And uh, that was one thing I, I learned quick was how to listen and yeah. and kind of read between the lines because not everybody will tell you everything, but yeah. there's. If you listen hard enough, you can fill in the blanks. Right. You know, so you're not sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next. You're really attending to what they're yeah, putting yep, at you. Yeah, exactly. Got and, it. Uh, okay. That was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned. You know, awesome. And, uh, All right. Well, you said the word camp. So that, that's when you said as a jumping <laughs> off point. But I'm, I'm actually interested. So you, you were born and raised in Homesdale. Yep. Which is kind of the seat, for those that don't know, that's the county seat for Wayne County. And Wayne County has... 36 pretty fantastic camps. Did you know about the camps when you were growing up? Well, they were, they were around, sure. you know, that's uh, never really gave them much thought. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just kind of a thing that was here. Yeah. Yeah. They come in and mess up traffic for two months in the summer <laughs> and then they all go away. You know, that's, uh, yeah. Um, I know all, all, uh, our, our, all of our neighbors <laughs> love the extra traffic. Uh, yeah, but no, it was never nothing like, uh, even into my mid forties, I never in my life would have thought I'd uh, land at a camp. Right. Never gave it a thought. You yeah. know, that's uh Well, and that, that's a crazy thing because, you know, we lucked into finding you because we needed something very specific done with our dining hall, our bathrooms, mm-hmm. and then roofs that, that needed to be replaced. And I kept asking, Hey, could you <laughs> hey, just like, yeah. like you said, we got to each other at a kind of an odd time. You know, we we both 
needed something. And yeah. I, I, I yeah. asked you to, to fix a couple of things and, you know, somehow we got to you, I think probably through Karen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, the guy before me yep. was, uh, asking Karen if she knew anybody and Karen said, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, that. Oh, so I was, yep. uh, there you go. Cause um, I was working mostly down Jersey and, and a couple hours away yeah. down where, uh, a lot more money than there is around the Homestale area. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I said, I, I was getting tired of all the traveling. I said, well, I want to kind of start to try to reestablish local again, which mm-hmm. is a kind of tough thing to do because yep. uh, obviously there's only like 50,000 people in all Wayne County to begin right. with. So you got the big guys that are well-known and mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to get back in once you kind of step out yeah. and then, uh, you guys kind of came along and it's it crazy. Just, yeah. Seems like it's been forever. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to, but it's weird though. I mean, when I looked at the numbers, 2018, it doesn't feel like we've been working together that long. It feels like it's going really fast because we've done so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you, you think about it and some things, it just, it seems like I did that five years ago. Other things seem like it was eight years ago, yeah. you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's stuff I'm like, boy, didn't we just do that? Oh, no, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so for, for people who don't understand, and, and obviously, you know, just like I'm not a typical camp director, you're not a typical, typical maintenance director, you know, everybody's going to be a little bit different. But just to kind of give an idea for people, what's a day in the life of John during the summer when the kids are here? And then what's a day in the life when it's really just you and, and Jeff? Yeah. Well, in the summer, you usually start out with the pool. Yep. Uh, that way, if anything needs to be adjusted, mm-hmm. the adjustments can be made and everything's settled out before kids get to it. Yep. Uh, usually try to get there around 536 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then uh, if we're processing the septic, up to there, mm-hmm. handle that. Yep. Then look at the... Uh, Sheets of the, the damage <laughs> reports from the night before to see um, what really needs to be attended to and what people are just kind of whiny about. And <laughs> if we get, get to it, we get to it. But, yep. you know, it, yep. the whole yeah, my doorknob's upside down thing. I'm, yeah, it, okay. It's, it's yeah. going to be fine. Yep. You know, uh, a lot of it's just riding around and being observant. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, seeing problems before they're really a problem yeah you know like uh different times we talk and i say oh i fixed this today did that and, mm-hmm. oh i didn't know we had problem there well that's good you yep. shouldn't exactly you know yep. that's uh yeah um and it just a lot of it is just making sure things that stay safe for the kids yeah you know there's they're everywhere they climb on everything and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't really matter what you can you say no, 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 but when there's 600 kids wandering around, they're going to do what they want to do. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, that's, yeah. uh, and, and it, it, it's a, it's an old camp, which is part of the thing I like about it. And there's not many camps that can say they have the original cabin still standing in use. Yeah, and we do. Yeah, and it's in very good shape. Yeah, you know that's uh, so being attentive to all that, you know, you have a. A structure standing on post that was built in 1953. Mm-hmm. It's going to move. Yeah, it's it needs, needs a lot of attention, you yep. know. And uh, it, it's in trying to do things cost effectively, so we can do more is a yeah a big thing too. You know, you, it's easy to just throw money at something and walk away, but yeah, it's not a very you know, good long term plan. Yeah, you know, it's a 
to, to fix it right and be done mm-hmm. and move on to the next thing and do it as affordable as we can do it. Yeah. But a permanent fix, you yeah. know, uh, it, as I get around, got around camp over the years, it, I can see where just things were kind of patched and mm-hmm. pieced together and mm-hmm. nothing was really ever fixed. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the long run, you're just going to spend more money. Yeah. You know, we've kind of changed the whole culture of now when we got the money to fix it and fix it right, we'll fix it. Yeah. Till then, we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. When I think that's two of the things you've taught me while we work together. One is the function of safety. I mean, we, we both look at safety first. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it from a cam standpoint, you look at it from a physical structure standpoint. And I've learned a ton from you on that side because I've been in camping 20 years and there's a lot of stuff I just didn't know. I think a lot of camp directors are, are in that way. And the other piece is it's expensive to, to fix things and do it right. It's a lot more expensive to do it cheap yeah. because you're going to have to keep doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Mm-hmm. So it just makes a lot more sense. If we're going to do this, let's do it right the first time. And then we won't have to worry about it until someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until somebody else's night. <laughs> until Cole 3, Jack, or Luke Kelly have to camp. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of during the summer. And I, I know there's a lot of me calling, hey, John, I need, or hey, we have this issue. Yeah. What's it like during the off season? Because when the kids leave. Yeah, well, that's actually when the kids are here is my easiest time. Really? Yeah, well, that, when the kids are here, it's usually all this faucet drips, all this toilet won't stop running. Yeah, uh, it's when we start ripping buildings apart, mm. and then it rains for a week straight, mm-hmm. and or you know like this winter we had three days it was eighteen below zero in the morning. <gasps> Not a whole lot you're gonna do, oh. you know that. So. Yep. <laughs> when you just got a little space heater inside <laughs> an uninsulated bunk, well, guess what? It is so <laughs> much colder inside the buildings in the winter than it is outside. Yes, it it's is crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then you, in the, the summer, everybody says how hot they are, and you kind of chuckle to yourself. <laughs> it should have been here eight months ago. Yep, it was uh, cold. And a lot of it, totally, you know, there's a lot of kind of protect you from you. So, you know, you, yep. you guys, you come up with great ideas, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, you the feasibility part and uh, the total cost of things that you mm-hmm. don't, you know, you don't always add that part in that I got to yep. say, yeah, you're probably 20,000, 30,000 short, yep. you know. Oh, That's, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've learned that as well. So <laughs> but, uh, we, we do have a lot of great ideas. They're just expensive. <laughs> you know, this, this past winter, I think I spent as much time sourcing things as I yeah. did working. Uh, and so, you know, everything's a challenge. It's, it's easy to say, oh, keep this on hand, keep that on hand. But how much money do we tie up being our own warehouse? Right. Uh, it's kind of silly, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in normal life, you, you can call up and have it the same day or the next day. Yep. Uh, this past winter, it wasn't that way. Yeah. So it was a matter of, okay, well, I can get this. We'll go work on this. And as much as you know, I hate jumping around from yeah. place to place to place to place because you, you spend as much time moving tools and mm-hmm. equipment as you do working. But this year, was that's what we had to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it kind of shoved us back a little bit. Like right now, I'm not nowhere near where I was hoping to be, yep. you know, coming into the first week of June. Mm-hmm. I still have two buildings that are unusable. Yep. But, uh, oh, we got two weeks before the end of May. Don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> we, have, we have plenty of time. Uh, you know, and uh, just the whole, 
I know every year you guys try to do something new and big for the kids mm-hmm. to keep everybody excited, but uh, the whole of, uh, you know, hey, this building's going to fall down. Maybe we should back up and fix this first. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, um, and I think that that's actually been a good COVID thing is that we've been able to, the summer that we won't talk about, uh, <laughs> 2020, that was traumatic for all of us um, in different ways. Um, we found a lot of things that we needed to fix. And yes. say, okay, well, we can't do what we normally want to do, and we really need to focus on the, the structures mm-hmm. themselves and yeah. get those prepared and ready. Yeah, because I think we're, you know, really, there's only a couple buildings that really need big attention, but mm-hmm. we're, we're sitting in a good spot. Yeah. Like, we're uh, in a good position where we could actually grow a little reasonably now mm-hmm. rather than and trying to run before we could walk. Yeah. You know, that's uh, <laughs> But they're running. We want to fly. We want to fly before we like even I fall. Said, yeah, yeah. I said, got to calm you down a lot there, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> so besides dealing with, with my Gates outlandish ideas, what's the most challenging part of the job now that you're four years in? Uh, the, the just – a lot of it is to keep everything looking the way it does because mm-hmm. uh, the the whole look of the camp, yep. you know, the uh, as much as I hate to spruce trees, I like them, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, and the, the bunks, but making everything right and uh, keeping it, you yep. know, the whole the whole keeping everything up now yep. that we got everything pretty much fixed, just yeah. staying on it, keeping you know, there. which is a lot of... Just like I said, walking around and actually looking. Yeah. You know, just not glance at a building, but look at it as you drive by, you know. Uh, it's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. That's a little bit out of line. We got to yeah, figure out what yep, this. Yep. Where, where's that water coming from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, there's, a, there's so, always something. You know? just, just a quick story for, for our people listening. So I'm sure other camp directors have, and maintenance directors have done this before. But yesterday we had an enormous rainstorm here at Camp Aquake, our first really of the season. And John has put in a lot of time with different drainage ditches and whatnot to help mitigate some of the issues with washouts that we've had. And we both, at different times, without speaking to each other, <laughs> went out in the middle of the rainstorm to watch the water run off. Yeah, That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and, y'all, we did – John did great. We both found one spot we hadn't seen yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Found a mystery found, one. Found, we found it. Um, so, yeah. all right. So, ask the challenge – What's what's been something surprising about this job? Because when we started talking about it, you know, we both kind of danced around the idea for a little while, and then also you kind of came into it, and then okay, now I'm in. Like, yeah. what's been surprising about this to you? Just kind of how fast everything moves. Mm. Like, uh, really, the summer's over in a blink. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. yeah. yeah spend ten months getting ready for. Too, really, you know, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, uh, like all the different people, you know, especially, you know, the internationals, mm-hmm. getting to know them and uh, the, the differences and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's kind of neat, you yeah. know, the, the whole culture shock for some of them. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's different. Not haven't really been around, you know, people from Australia and all, mm-hmm. over, all over the world, really. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and just the, the, all of it, you know, you just that many kids just wandering around and wandering around. And uh, the one thing that really amazes me is every time we do get a freak rainstorm, mm-hmm. just like how everything just kind of 
the kids just go off and then like, just like it was planned. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Kate and Dana and Sue, everybody's all yep. trying to figure it out, but just how smooth everything just runs. Yeah. You guys make it look really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just uh, that and the amount of, of stuff we go through it's always crazy, amazes right? me. Yeah, it's insane. You know, uh, like this winter, all the a pallet worth of garbage bags, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm like, you know. Yeah. They, we consume a lot. Yeah. It, it, camp consumes a lot. Yeah. You know, and you, you think about it in six weeks, how much stuff do you really need? Mm-hmm. And then you look at it all and you're like, wow. Wow. Yeah, okay. You go through a lot of stuff. You know? Well, and the crazy thing is I remember very distinctly that summer 2020 when the group we had the entire summer that just about destroyed the property <laughs> They, I literally had, I think, six trailer loads of trash out of the bunks. Mm. And I, I made mention of that. I talked about that. And then after summer 2021, we had one trailer for yeah. all of our kids. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's more like it. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. more, way to go, kids. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, more, that's more like the little quake way. What, what do you wish parents of campers, not, not just at, at Camp Quake, but at any summer camp, knew about camp from your standpoint the amount of work that goes in mm-hmm. to it uh it's tremendous mm-hmm. uh you know like right now i'm 11 12 hours a day seven days a week already yep. just trying to get ready and i guess when you get here it's easy to to look around and say oh that's kind of run down looking but you don't know, people don't realize how much work's already been done. Right. I know, like, when we had the association here and mm-hmm. uh, all the caretakers that haven't been here in six, seven years, when we walked around, they're like, oh, wow, you guys did a lot of work. This yeah. place looks great. Yeah. You know, that's uh That was a proud moment for both of us. You know, that was pretty cool. You, did, you know, the, the appreciation of the whole property, mm-hmm. you know, the, the buildings and a lot of, especially this camp, you know, from the rec hall to the original bunks mm-hmm. and uh, all the history and yeah. and the, the love that it took for the original owners and everybody yeah. to keep it here and still be yeah. here today in the shape it's in, you know, that's... It is pretty cool to be a part of a place that's been around since 1953. Yeah. You know, not to be yeah. places that are on their, you know, eighth decade mm-hmm. of operation. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, what do you, how do you feel like the experience of camp has changed you? If it has, I don't know, but has the experience of camp changed you at all? Oh, I get a lot more tired. <laughs> 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 I go home at the end of the day. Yep. There's, there's no taking around and <laughs> sit on the couch and pet the dog. And <laughs> Fall asleep. Go to bed. <laughs> uh, no, just, uh. You know, the amount of people and all the different personalities and just kind of trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I did mellow out a lot from what I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Karen told me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have I have mellowed out a lot, you yeah. know, from uh, – I was always pretty intense, mm-hmm. you know, and now mm-hmm. uh, I'm just kind of more to let it roll off and it's, move on. It's going to be fine. Yep, they're going home in two weeks. It's okay. Just let it go. <laughs> 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 okay, so here's a different question, and so and I, I, honest answer because you're not gonna, you and I talk all the time about yeah. this stuff. What do you wish camp directors knew 
from a camp maintenance director standpoint? The the amount of time and money and manpower it actually takes to get things done. Yeah. You know, that's uh it, it's easy to say, I'm go turn the water on, I'm bunk one through ten. That's a day's that's work. That's a full work. day. Yep. You know, that's uh you don't just go up and flip a valve and say, Water's on. Yeah. You know, and that's right. uh, winners um, can be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's uh it's all the it takes a lot of time to do things right. Mm-hmm. You can do things quick, but yeah. you know, as we said before, but if yeah. you just if you take the time to do it right, then you're done with it. You yeah. know, and uh and the the seeing what's coming, you know, mm-hmm. it's easy it's easy to say, Oh, I wanna build this, I wanna build that yep. and you're like, you yeah, know, this okay. is falling down, that's falling down. Yeah. You know, that's, well, I think you also how the drain is going to be affected. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ripple effects that yeah, there's, you just don't know. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's tough, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, of course, you know, you could always use more help. Yeah. But, you know, that's uh, – And you got to get the right kind of help. Well, that's too, yeah. It's yep. uh, no sense of just having a body standing around. and uh, Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just – like in the, then with the you got it's throwing the septic and the drinking mm-hmm. water in the pool yep. and the ever changing regulations and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're not done at whatever time you get to get out of here right um, by right. the time you go through emails and and go through everything and figure out what they want now mm-hmm. and what they want you to add and it's a it's a it's a full time job oh, you more know than, that's more that's, than. It's uh, it's crazy, but it, it's it's fun. It's a challenge, yeah. You know, to stay up and uh, we've been knock on wood pretty lucky with yeah. no no violations, no big complaints mm-hmm. from anybody important. So yeah. uh, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, well, no. well, there was a helicopter incident, but again, that was, yeah. that, that was that summer. All right, so my last question for you, and this is because we do have some counselors that listen to this. So, mm-hmm. you know, the young men and women that are fantastic, that, that do their best uh, to help the kids have a great experience. What would you say to bunk counselors or support staff, any of these young men, women, the 19 to 22-year-old young ladies and men that, that work at camp, from a maintenance director standpoint, what advice would you give them? Besides, stay out of the shop. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Uh, the big thing is, uh, you guys are here for six weeks. I live here. Yeah. Respect it. You know that's uh, that's all I ask. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, please don't do that, please don't do that. You know, that's <laughs> that makes a big difference. You know. Uh, just respect the property. Well, uh, and the crazy thing is the work you're doing is just as much for them as it is for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah, everybody, you know, to be comfortable, mm-hmm. happy, you know, not just the kids have a good time, but mm-hmm. all the staff, you know. Yeah. If uh, we, I think we have an awesome staff here. Yeah. And if they're not comfortable, they're not going to come back. Right. You know, that's, yeah. uh, but uh, the big thing, just respect. Of everything, yeah. you know that's uh, uh, we you spend a lot of money improving things and mm-hmm. making things better for everyone, and uh, 
back to the a lot of times it's almost like people don't appreciate it right you know that's uh you go in at the end of the summer something we added for style you know or like in the laundry and you walk in and it's trashed right and you're like why why did we even spend money doing this yeah you know that's uh yep the whole you know appreciate and respect and it'll it'll stay nice yep you know you spend ten fifteen thousand dollars somewhere it gets trashed. Well, we're not going to fix it. Right. You yeah. know, that's uh, not going to do that again. Yeah. We're not going to make that mistake again. Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, Respect's a big piece. So awesome. Well, John, I know you've got other things to do, and I appreciate you spending so much time around the campfire with me, man. This is, <laughs> no this is great. Well, and I, I, this is such a big piece of camp that no one ever really talks about outside of camp directors and maintenance directors. Yeah. And yeah. camp literally could not run without you and the men and women like you that do this around the world. So I just wanted to spend some time shedding some light on it. Well, you're welcome. Awesome. Well done, buddy. I hope you enjoyed that insight from John. I will tell you it's not easy pinning him down long enough to have a conversation. Like maintenance directors all over the summer camp industry, John is almost in constant motion, especially with just six weeks until the start of camp. If you have children that attend camp, I hope you'll take a moment or two to appreciate all the work that goes into camp behind the scenes and offer some grace or some patience when things in the facility aren't perfect. Frankly, that's part of the charm. If you're a summer camp staff member, I hope you'll take John's words to heart. Respect the spot that you're in. Pick up after yourself. Humbly ask questions before trying to fix something yourself and listen. And show gratitude to the team who makes it all work. And again, listen. Don't just hear. Listen. And finally, if you borrow a tool, please make sure it goes back to the same spot. (laughs) I want to take a moment to thank all of those who've taught me so much on this side of camp. Paul at Waikasuda, Matt Parisi at Winnadu, and the men with whom I've worked at Camp Waquake, Randy Brahman and John Widener. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll leave a five-star review on whatever service you're using. The better the reviews, the more these ideas will spread. And please share it with a friend. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone. Until we speak again, do good and be good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.